Utopia, an Italian study, the podcast. An essay version of this podcast is available on utopiaitalia.substack.com. Subscribe to keep getting updates and paid subscribe for some extra funky content. Stay tuned after this essay recording if you want to hear an excerpt from this week's paid subscriber content, Utopia Unfiltered. You get to hear me uh, kind of rant and ramble and chit-chat under the influence of uh, one or one or two little drinks. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, I hope you enjoy this next installment. This piece is Salt, Tobacco, and the Bus. Hey guys, a quick note in this one. Um, there's a lot of Italian back and forth. I did not have time to get it checked by any friends to make sure that the grammar is correct, so it probably isn't, uh, which is accurate when I'm the one doing the speaking, but not, obviously, when the Italian characters are, so uh, all mistakes are completely mine, and sorry about the accent. It's not that Italy is more challenging than other countries I've lived in. It's that the challenges are bizarre, and never quite what you think they're going to be. It keeps you on your toes. One of the strangest little challenges Adam and I faced upon arrival in Turin was figuring out how the hell to buy bus tickets. Due to COVID, the front section of the bus was entirely sectioned off. No simple tossing of coins into the requisite slot next to the driver. There were no instructions at the bus stop, no machines for purchasing said tickets. A Google search told us nothing, other than confirming a transit app did exist, yay, but only for Android phones, which we don't have. Boo. Later, I learned that you also need an Italian bank account for top-ups, which at the time, I also did not have. After getting caught early on trying to ride Sans tickets and having to pay a fairly hefty fine, which, fair enough, we finally learned that if one wants bus tickets, one must go to, I am not joking, the salt and tobacco shop called Sale e Tabacchi. These are super common, like, corner stores that can be found on almost every block in Italy, recognizable by their blue and white signage of a giant T and their quite grumpy proprietor standing behind the counter. Despite their extremely specific name, they sell pretty much everything, from cigarettes to lotto tickets to government stamps for official documents and taxes. Really? I'm ashamed I didn't guess that this was where bus tickets would be found. Should I ever need an off-market organ, I now know exactly where I will go first. Unsurprisingly, the tobacconist, as I now fondly think of him and all of his compatriots, in our little neighborhood was a grumpy figure and the closest thing to an anti-masker I had yet met in Italy. Strangely, and despite our very different perspectives on how to fight the pandemic, I think his refusal to wear a mask was part of what made me feel affection towards him. His was the first shopkeeper's face I'd seen in over a year. Still, he often kept strange hours and would decide upon a whim whether any given day would be a day he would accept bank cards or if he would pretend like he'd never seen such technology before. This was, of course, pretty par for the course in smaller shops in Italy. And they're pretty much all smaller shops, nary a Costco nor Walmart in sight. Being the planner that I am, at my first opportunity, I decided to buy a stack of single-use bus fares, which from my understanding would each give me 100 minutes of riding time from the moment I validated them on the bus itself. Riding the bus legally for the first time gave me the same kind of thrill that riding the bus illegally gives to most people. I was cheerful, ebullient even. 
We'd been in Torino just about a month at this point. Lockdown had mostly been lifted, drinks could be enjoyed on the beautiful streets, friends could be made, and now buses could be legally ridden. It was all coming together. Torino was becoming our home. One day, not too long after I had purchased my plethora of tickets, Adam and I hopped on the bus to meet a new friend for a drink in a distant part of the city. Halfway through the ride, ticket checkers boarded the bus in their very official uniforms. Italians seem to really love official uniforms. In fact, my personal theory for why Italy has not one, not two, but at least five separate police forces is largely uniform-based. Why have one fancy uniform when you can have several? These ticket checkers were peak Italian in their uniformed glory. I appreciated their dedication as they rocked a shirt and thick blazer, complete with braided cord embellishments like icing on an elaborate cake, despite the 90-degree heat and lack of air conditioning. I proudly showed our tickets, for all the world like a dog who has finally returned a thrown stick and is waiting for its deserved head pats. Unfortunately, the ticket checker frowned and said something very quickly in Italian that I didn't understand at all. The thing about Italians, I'd realized, is that unlike many European peoples I could name, <coughs> the French, <coughs> they were always incredibly excited when foreigners tried to learn their language and use it, however poorly. Yet, thus far, all the Italians I had encountered had completely lacked the ability to either simplify their vocabulary choices to something I might be able to catch, and I wouldn't even think about asking an Italian to slow down their speech. So this ticket checker, realizing that we have no idea what he's talking about, held his hands up in an I-give-up gesture and said something to the teenager sitting in front of us, gesturing wildly at us. Then he got off at the next stop. Adam and I looked at each other in confusion, and my very recent legal bus ticket high had dimmed somewhat. The teenager turned around. You have the wrong tickets, he said in very respectable English. Oh, what? I replied with dismay. These tickets are extra to the city. You need inter-city tickets, he explained. Oh, I said, disappointed. The tobacconist sold me these. I, I asked for biglietti a Torino. He said it was okay. Just get the right ones next time. Thank you for explaining, I replied. We didn't know. Non c'è problema, he replied and turned back around. It's not a problem. After marveling for a moment that a teenager would bother talking to strange foreigners at all, something I doubted would happen in the States, I frowned. I can't believe it. You couldn't have known, Adam said soothingly. Yeah, but now we have useless bus tickets. These are for outside of the city. We don't really go outside of the city. Expat tax, Adam replied with a smile that elicited the laugh for which he'd hoped. Every time something cost us a little extra or we had to pay more than once, or there was a fee we weren't anticipating, the latter of which happened all the time, unfortunately. We called it the expat tax. Somehow, this made watching the euros slipping through our fingers at an alarming rate seem more palatable. We settled in for the rest of our ride, having made perfect time to meet our new friend for aperitivo in our favorite part of Torino to go out in, a slightly grungy but happening little neighborhood called San Silvario. The 68 bus was quite convenient, as it turned out. It went right from our temporary digs in the tiny village of San Mauro to the Porta Nuova train station, and the second-to-last stop dropped us off right at the north side of San Salvario. As the bus pulled into our stop, I was jostled out of my daydreaming. Damn, this is us already, I told Adam, nudging his shoulder to get up as the bus doors opened. 
The bus drivers often seemed to be racing the clock. I like to imagine they had a pool running back at whatever hangout was the usual for the drivers, to see who could go the fastest and annoy the most drivers with the fewest actual casualties. Just as Adam had a single foot off the bus, he was slammed backwards so sharply that I hit my nose on his shoulder, temporarily displacing my mask. As I readjusted it, I exclaimed, Shit, did we miss it? That was our stop! But as I looked ahead, the doors of the bus were still open. Instead, two more members of the elite league of ticket checkers stood ahead of us. A huge young man with impressive eyebrows and built like a football player, along with a tired-looking, tiny woman rapidly leaving middle age behind. No fucking way there are more ticket checkers on this route, I thought, even as I said loudly, That's our stop! (laughs) Biglietti, the man shouted, physically blocking me as I tried to get off the bus. Tickets! Don't you touch her, Adam yelled back, pointing at the doors. We have to exit here! Biglietti, the man insisted again as the door snapped shut behind him. Tickets! Scusi, uh, you don't understand. Uh, dobbiamo scendere. Abbiamo già parlato con la tua gente, I said in extremely awkward and broken Italian, waving the tickets in his face. We have to get off here. We already spoke with your people. We already went through this, Adam said angrily as the streets began to whoosh by, taking us away from our destination. We just went through this. Quali sono i biglietti sbagliati? The man barked at me as I showed him the extra city tickets we'd so recently learned about. Devi pagare la multa. These are the wrong tickets. You have to pay the fine. What? No. No fucking way. Adam began to get a little heated. Usually a fairly level-headed person, he had a strong sense of justice, a dislike of bullies, and a serious problem with a person who would shove someone else, especially his wife, that all combined to evoke a side of his personality I'd only seen once or twice before, but thought of in the most loving way possible, as both mule-headed and arrogant. Stop talking, I said to him under my breath as I tried to gather my thoughts. A crazed spark flickered in the eyes of the giant man I started to think of as the footballer. Dove sono i tuoi documenti? the footballer bellowed. Where are your documents? I tried to make eye contact with his partner, the bored-looking woman, to elicit a sympathetic ear. Abbiamo parlato con altri comité. Ci hanno venduto i biglietti sbagliati. Siamo nuovi qui. We spoke with others like you. We were sold the wrong tickets. We're new here. The small woman shrugged and rolled her eyes. I inwardly cursed her poorly applied eyeliner. Documenti! Posso portare alla polizia! The footballer pushed his hand into Adam's chest aggressively, and I saw Adam begin to swell up in indignation even though he didn't really know what the guy was saying. Documents! I can take you to the police! No, 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 no! I started to try to de-escalate the situation, but Adam cut me off. We're not fucking paying, he bellowed in English. We just learned about these tickets, and your colleague said it was fine. Shut up, I snapped, but he was on a roll. We're not trying to fucking scam anyone. You can't even buy tickets easily, but we still managed to do it. We are obviously trying to do the right thing here with these tickets. Look at them. I put my hand on Adam's chest and held it there. In low, quiet tones, I said, shut the fuck up. He bounced a little from foot to foot, no doubt influenced by the large ticket checker's own aggressive energy. Fine. No documenti, I said firmly. Per favore, lascia che te lo dica 
No documents. Please, just let me tell you. I was cut off by the rapid braking of the bus. In all this excitement, the bus had come to a stop at its final destination, Porta Nuova train station. Everyone else exited the bus quietly, tickets unchecked. We also exited, led by our new captors who ushered us outside. The woman watched us while the footballer went to get one of the branches of police waiting at the train station. A new set of extremely bored-looking cops surrounded us. Their uniforms had a somewhat less elegant cord braided on them. I had barely half a moment to wonder if the complexity of the uniforms was inversely related to the importance of the job before launching into our defense. Per favore, lasciami spiegare. Please, let me explain. But the angry footballer was already making his case to the police in dramatic, heated tones. I was starting to get worried. How could I possibly make our case? I knew that in theory we were in the wrong here. I mean, we had the wrong tickets, but it was such an honest mistake. I simply couldn't believe we were going to be charged 70 euros for it. So I pulled out the entire stack of all of the single-use, now useless, tickets our tobacconist had sold me earlier that month. Ho comprato questi biglietti. Ho detto biglietti a Torino. Non so perché ha detto quelli sbagliati. Siamo nuovi che non lo sapevo. I also handed over my U.S. driver's license, the only form of ID I had on me at the time. I bought these tickets. I said tickets to Turin. I don't know why he gave me the wrong ones. We are new here, and I didn't know. The policeman held out both hands as if to calm me down. He rolled his eyes slightly at the footballer, who was still arguing loudly but with very little effect on his more official peers, who looked like they could not believe the ticket checker was wasting their time with such insignificant matters. Americani, the policeman said to the footballer, by way of explanation, and shrugged. He took the several unused tickets out of my hand and held them out to the man. Everyone looked at the provided tickets with great interest, as though I'd provided some shocking new evidence in a high-profile case being heard at the highest levels of court. For some reason, it sounded like the police and the ticket checkers got into an argument about the fact that the tickets had been purchased a week before. Triumphantly, the aggressive ticket checker said, I comprato uno settimana fa. You bought them a week ago. I shook my head incredulously. Ho comprato molti biglietti perché non voglio mai restare senza biglietto. Ho cercato di essere corretto. I bought many tickets because I don't ever want to be without a ticket. I tried to be correct. My Italian was really struggling at this point. Mercifully, Adam remained quiet as they continued to discuss the situation, although I could feel his fuming and I am sure I heard a muttered, I can't fucking believe this. The police and the ticket checkers put their heads together again and continued in rapid Italian I probably couldn't have followed even if I were a native speaker. Finally, the aggressive ticket checker turned to me. Capisci, questi sono i biglietti spagliati. Devi pagare una multa. Potrei obbligarti a pagare due biglietti, ma invece uno solo. Understand, these are the wrong tickets. You have to pay a fine. I could force you to pay for two tickets, but instead, only one. To emphasize the point, he held up two beefy fingers and then curled down his middle finger to leave only one. I relayed this to Adam. He's offering to have us only pay one fine, so 35 euros. This is bullshit. We're obviously strangers here, Adam said in frustration. 
We were so obviously trying to do the right thing. Why the hell else would two foreigners have so many extra city tickets? How much could the price differential be anyway? Who is going to win with this scam? I, uh, I don't think it's about that anymore, to be honest. I think everyone is just pissed. Let's just pay and get the fuck out of here, I sighed. We don't really have a choice. I guess not, Adam said resentfully, and I nodded at the footballer, who nodded as though he knew we'd see reason. The beefy man whipped out his portable payment device and entered in 35 euros. With an angry wave of his phone, Adam paid via contactless payment, a cheery beep confirming receipt of our fine. The actual police had wandered off by this point, as had the footballer's partner. And that was when we entered Bizarro World. Suddenly, and with no other provocation, the entire demeanor of the formerly pissed-off ticket checker changed, including his body language. As we tried to slink off, he held his arms out and laughed. Not cruelly, but as though we were old friends settling a silly debt. Hey, va bene, he said jovially. Hey, it's all good. I nodded and shrugged and tried to turn away, since at this point we were very late for our meeting with a new friend. I hated being late. Va bene, I muttered in return. Adam stood next to me. But the aggressive ticket checker, now apparently our friendly neighborhood ticket checker, wasn't done. Calcio? Football? Soccer? Adam shook his head and snapped, What? Inglaterra? Italia? Football? Domenica? England? Italy? Soccer? Sunday? He now spoke in simple words, as though he was finally actually trying to communicate with us effectively. I stared at him in disbelief for a moment as little sparks of recognition fired up in my head. I turned and said to Adam, I think he's asking if we watched the Euros final on Sunday. So some Italians are able to speak more slowly and clearly, a little voice in my head said nastily. Si, l'abbiamo visto. Gioco molto buono, I replied as best I could. Yes, we saw it. Very good game. <laughs> Why are we still here? Adam growled, obviously less willing than the ticket checker to let go of our recent altercation. Pickford, Sterling, Henderson. The ticket checker continued in an almost gleeful manner, nodding with each name. Is, is he trying to rub it in our face that England lost? We're not even English, Adam said incredulously. I was at a loss as to how to respond. The rest of the police and his ticket-checking partner were long gone at this point, presumably bored of tormenting foreigners, and yet this guy kept trying to engage us in conversation. Forza Azzurri, I managed to say to the ticket-checker, the rallying cry for Italian supporters. To Adam, I replied, man, I don't, I don't think so. I think he's genuinely trying to connect with us now. Forza Azzurri, si bene, ticket checker replied happily. What the fuck? Adam asked, now far more bemused than upset at this bizarre turn of events. Si, I responded with almost desperate cheer. Forza Azzurri, si, arrivederci, grazie, ciao. I responded with as much energy as I could muster, grabbing Adam's arm. I half nodded, half bowed as I steered us away from the train station, hoping for enough enthusiasm to placate our recent nemesis, yet enough speed to get us away. After we were safely out of earshot, Adam and I paused and, not for the first time that month, week, or even day, stared at each other in sheer amazement. What? What just happened? Adam said, looking completely stupefied. 
I feel like that guy would have taken us out for a beer. I don't... I took a deep breath to steady myself, also knocked off kilter by this Jekyll and Hyde display. I think... I think maybe we only had to pay anything in the end because his masculinity was threatened by you on the bus? Adam hmmed and nodded grudgingly, but continued, Then what was with that act at the end? The super happy fun cop act? I shook my head as a realization began to dawn on me. I think... I think maybe... I think... I think maybe it wasn't actually, like, personal? I saw a hint of understanding dawn on Adam's face as well. Whoa. Weird. I tried to make sense of my scattered thoughts. I feel like back home, if it was clear that innocent tourists had made a stupid mistake like us, usually no one would bother with a fine like that unless they had like an absolute policy to always charge, or if the cop had a chip on his shoulder and was just picking on someone specifically, making it personal. I began reasoning out slowly. But obviously there's no blanket policy here, since he had the power to charge us for only one ticket and not the other, and the police looked at him like he was an asshole. But maybe, maybe because you got aggro with him, he felt like, maybe he felt like you threatened his masculinity, and so we had to pay something for that? But then when we paid that, the score was evened. Any grudge wiped away, so he wanted to be friendly? To show no hard feelings? That is... Adam stopped, and instead just gave a low whistle as he began to puzzle out the cultural differences at play. Damn. I don't... I stopped and put my face in my hands, suddenly exhausted and overwhelmed by speaking the most amount of Italian I'd ever spoken under extremely stressful circumstances. The time for calm was over. Now was the time for every feeling I hadn't let myself experience over the last half an hour to come pouring out in a plaintive wail. How does this country work? How does this country function? Should I have offered him 20 euro cash? Should I have started things off by crying? Should we have just run to the back of the bus and hopped off? If you hadn't said anything at all, would he have let us off without a fine? How does this country function? I yelled up at the sky, panting. Adam hugged me around the shoulders. I have no fucking idea. We still don't, really. Epilogue. We bought bicycles. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Hello, people. Hello, hello, paid subscribers. Howdy, Internet. (laughs) So this is a more traditional Utopia Unfiltered in that uh, I have had some drinks <laughs> and I am joined by my sweet husband Adam who has also had some drinks yeah. and if you're wondering about the noise this time again I promise our studio has not burned down but yeah. we are we have expanded our horizons we are in a We've tiny little well in a way we still need it for the pretty stuff but mm. but we are at a panda fiat panda off-road race celebration dinner Mm -hmm. which is happening in this tiny little town what is this place called where are we oh what was it we're Uh, we're near asti which is a small town outside of torino look it up again and then we are in a small town outside of that anyway while adam's looking that up 
I did promise another Alfiano. Alfiano. Alfiano, Alfiano Natta. Natta. Natta? I don't Alfiano know. Natta. Alfiano. Yeah, Alfiano. So, uh, yes, we were invited by our uh, lovely friend Joan. Um, hi, Joan. Who is like standing 20 feet away from us right now while we're doing this? Um, but anyway, she was very generously invited us here because her friend Fede, um, who is like Adam's new man crush, um, <laughs> he's a race awesome. car driver, owns like the like the most beautiful little properties in his little. This is his hometown, and then he he's organized. A rally he's a rally car driver. Right, that's the thing. Um, but anyway, he organized this race, and he's now rescuing a panda that turned over on the race so it must be a fun one but anyway we are here to talk about the fact that tomorrow although by the time you hear this four days ago Mm -hmm. um will be slash will have been our one year wedding anniversary 365 days a trip around the sun together together. married bliss married bliss it is 